Hello, and welcome to the Daddy Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batts. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it is our goal to bring you this podcast and to help impact fathers with tips, tactics, even dad hacks to help you be an intentional and a more engaged dad. Uh, this podcast is important you subscribe every week because we've got great guests and our guest today is no different. My guest today is Dr. Stephen Hotze. Dr. Hotze is down in Houston, Texas, and he's the founder and CEO of Hotze Health and Wellness Center, Hotze Vitamins, and he's also um, a leader for many other physicians as a, as a coach and as an executive. Dr. Hotze went to the University of Texas Medical School at Houston, so hook them horns, they've got a good team this year, and Dr. Hotze also um, has written and authored numerous books. Uh, best-selling author of Hormones, Health, and Happiness, Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness, and Duo 180. Um, he has been all over the media, so too many to even mention. And uh, he's become a, a national face for um, hormone replacement therapy and hypothyroidism and overall wellness. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you, Dr. Hotzi, on the show with me today. It's, uh, well, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm excited about it. Well, Dr. Hotze, you know, we, we, we have talked a, a bit about um, the platform Daddy Saturday and just, you know, the importance of being an intentional and an engaged father. And a lot of that revolves around having the energy to do so and to, to be healthy. And, you know, you're a busy, busy father, uh, a busy husband yourself. So um, maybe just give us a, a brief um, background on some of your personal fatherhood journey and then um, we can dive into some, some of the great insight you have for us around other fathers and how they can stay healthy and be engaged. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Um, I'm glad to share this with you. Part of it is, um, men, you've got to be an example to your kids so they know what to do when they have children. I came from a family of eight. I was the oldest of seven boys, uh, mom and dad. Um, Raised us here in, in Houston, Texas. We were raised in a Christian home. I grew up Roman Catholic. We went to, uh, so we went to private schools, uh, grade school and high school, and then went off to college after that, and ultimately to medical school. Janie and I now have been married for 50 years. Uh, she's the second oldest of seven children. And uh, I went to an all-male high school, St. Thomas High School. She went to an all-girls school, Duchenne Academy. And we picked our cheerleaders from the three girls' school, Catholic girls' schools in town. So she was one of the cheerleaders. I was the president of the student body quarterback on the football team. And uh, we fell in love our senior year and got married and went off to college. So I had a uh, – my dad, uh, I was the oldest of eight, so there were no allowances in my family. If you wanted to have any money, you had to work. So I, I grew up, and I was an entrepreneur from the get-go. I had a paper route, then a yard mowing business, then in high school, a paint contracting business. And then when we got married and went to college, dad said, son, good luck. I've got seven other kids. I sure can't support you. I didn't expect him to. And um, so I set up a paint contracting and remodeling business when I went to the University of Texas in Austin. We graduated three and a half years and then got into med school. And I had a, uh, had a paint contracting business for the first two years of med school that I ran. So um, I've always been an entrepreneur. And I learned that from my dad. My dad was a great entrepreneur and had a built his own business, and he came from a very humble background. His dad was a cobbler in Oklahoma City. 
back in at the turn of the century, and I don't mean 2000, I mean 1900. So uh, it's the example that my dad set that really put me on. Uh, I knew what to do, you know, how to raise a family. So I thank God for the parents that I had. So we've had we've had eight children, Janie and I. And we had three boys and two girls. I mean, three three boys and five girls. Um, one of our sons died back in 1992 in an accident when he was 14. So we have seven living children. They're all married, and we have 23 grandchildren. So we we stay plenty busy. My wife more than I do because she's Mimi, and 20 of our grandchildren and six of our children live within a few miles of our house. So they frequently come over for birthday parties and for after church on Sunday, um, times during the week, just come by and visit. Somebody's always in the house. As a matter of fact, most people our age, and I'm 69, 70, most people our age uh, are downsizing. Well, about seven years ago, I told Jane, I said, baby, this house in this house is, is not uh, big enough to handle all the grandkids when they're over here. So we need a, we need a bigger house. So we, we built a two-story house so we could spread them out when they came in. So it's, uh, but growing up with, growing up with our kids, uh, it, as, we, as I went to medical school, a friend of mine who was in, who I'd known from high school uh, had joined Campus Crusade for Christ and he came to dental school and he shared his faith in Christ with me. And so my wife and I, uh, decided that we were going to visit a Bible church, and there we made a commitment to Christ. Um, we were Christians by birth and tradition, and then we became committed Christians at that time, and we built our family around that. So we had family devotionals every night, Bible reading, prayer time, and then reading stories to our kids. Every night we did that, and, uh, no matter what. That was, that, that was all the way through, and uh, that was a wonderful and a precious time for our kids. So we, there's a verse in the Bible that says, train up a child in the way you should go, even when they're old, they'll walk depart from it. So it's important to impart your spiritual and moral values to your children. That's one thing. And the father really has a responsibility to do that. He's the head of the household and, and a father should do that. We don't hear that taught much anymore. We, you know, I'm a big guy and a believer in uh, positive uh, mental attitude and writing down goals and successful living and thinking like you get from Zig Ziglar or from, uh, um, you know, John Maxwell and, you know, all these guys out there that are promoting success. But you don't hear very many of them talk about the reason we want to be successful because we have a vocation and a vocation's a calling. And so God has a calling on our lives and we want to fulfill that vocation. If you're a father, part of your calling is being a good husband to your wife and a good father to your kids and setting a good example for them. And then, uh, so they know how to raise their family, you know, and, and that's really key and that's important. Now, as far as your health goes, you know, I'm, in our practice here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center, which is a, which is a large, <clears throat> we have a large center here in Houston with three allied businesses, our vitamins business and our compounding pharmacy. We have about 85 on staff. And what we do is help people obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally without pharmaceutical drugs so as to make sure they got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. So most guys my age would be retired. As a matter of fact, most guys I went to high school with, 
I've been back and played football with, you know, they're all, most of them with the exception of one or two are overweight, fat, and retired. <laughs> they don't look healthy. Well, <clears throat> and my dad, my dad taught me this. He says, son, I'm never going to retire. I'm going to die here on the job. And he had a large manufacturing business. And sure enough, he did. When he was 80 years old, he died right there at work. He said, I'm always going to be productive. He said, I don't see anything in the Bible about retirement, so I'm going to keep going. As a matter of fact, Moses got his life, uh, big lifetime job at 80 years old when he led the uh, Israelites out of Egypt and wandered around in the desert for 40 years. And when he died at 120, it says in Deuteronomy, I think it's 37.4 or 34.7, it says that when Mo Mo Moses died, he was on Mount Nebo, he, was, uh, he had sparkle in his eyes and was full of vim and vigor. And that's the way we want our, our guests at the OTF and Wellness Center, we call our patients guests, we want them to be full of, uh, we want them to have sparkle in their eyes and be full of vim and vigor because when people are healthy, physically healthy, they're going to be a whole lot more productive in life and a whole lot more enjoyable to be around. There's no sense in lingering with poor health for decades before you die. If you're alive, our philosophy is you ought to be alive. And there's certain things you can do to, to be healthy and well naturally. And first thing to do is eat healthy. We promote a good, healthy eating program. We're, we believe in a ketogenic eating program, and that's where you eat good, healthy oils and fats is the primary source of your energy. And you cut out your simple carbohydrates. And that would be uh, all your, your bread products, wheat products, bread, pizza, pasta, cookies, cakes, potatoes, rice, and corn, because these are starches that are converted to sugar, which are highly inflammatory. And, and as you raise your sugar level, your body makes insulin from the pancreas and drives that sugar into fat, so you gain weight. And then you get pre-diabetic, and you get high blood pressure, and you get heart disease, and all that's easily preventable. You'll eat good, healthy. So we recommend eggs. We recommend uh, butter, avocados, oils like olive oil, fish oil, uh, coconut oil. We also recommend nuts, and you can have hard cheeses. These are, all have good fats in them, and, and your body can burn fat. It'll burn your own fat. It'll burn these fats, and it's called ketones, and the ketones burn very slowly, and they don't give you sugar highs and sugar lows. And then have good salads. And, you know, I, I like to say don't diet. Eat to live. Don't live to eat, and that's very important. The foundation of health is a good eating program, a healthy eating lifestyle. The father of medicine was Hippocrates, and Hippocrates said, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. And this goes way back, 1,000 years before Christ. And this is what they did. They had various eating programs that put people on for illnesses and were successful with it. Now, the pharmaceutical companies have come in and have, have tried to, con tried to uh, convince people that you just need this drug, and they advertise on TV about it. Well, drugs are all toxins. I'll tell you a quick story. When I graduated from med school, my father held a banquet for me at the Houston Club downtown. And over banquet, over the banquet that night, my dad turned to me and he said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, son, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. Do you understand me? He said, yes, sir. And he planted the seed. That was in 1976, July 30th, 76, planted the seed that in um, July of 1989 gave birth to the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. We're, we're in our 30th year here. This is our 30th anniversary year, helping people get on a path of health and wellness. 
So the first is a healthy eating program. As we age, our hormone levels decline. In men, our testosterone level declines. So by the time you're 40, testosterone is going to be about half what it was when you're in your 20s. When you're 50, it's about a third. When you're 60, it's about a fourth. And that's very important because testosterone affects your initiative, your assertiveness, your sense of well-being, your self-confidence, your mood, your goal, your drive, your assertiveness, analytical ability. All brain functions. So those begin to decline as men age. And it also affects your muscle mass and muscle strength. It affects your cardiovascular function. And it affects your romantic moods and inclinations. So nobody... Uh, Nobody, when they were a young man, had a problem with so-called ED, and it wasn't because your mama gave you Viagra every morning, because you were making testosterone. As testosterone level goes down, of course, men's romantic moods, moods, inclinations, and abilities decline, and testosterone can help in that way, too. But testosterone, I like to tell guys, it puts the tiger back in your tank. So I personally started on testosterone when I was 46. I'm 69 now. We have a 10-year plan we're rolling out in, on three different businesses and going and blowing. And uh, I can't ever imagine retiring. I mean, I, I don't want to. I love doing what I'm doing. I don't have to work because I enjoy what I do. And uh, so we want to do. We want to help men do that. And I can't tell you the number of men I've seen here at the center who have come in in their 50s ready to they made money and they just don't have any more drive. And they go, I guess I'm just going to retire, sell my business. And you get them on testosterone. And I tell you what, I always tell a guy, if they own their own business or if they're, if they get in sales commission, don't blame me if it, within two years on the program, you've doubled your income, but you've got to promise me once you do double your income, you've got to promise me you're going to wealth advisor to manage your money. And they always laugh at that, but that's true. I've seen that so many times. It's, it's incredible. So your, so your energy level has everything in the world to do with your ability to be productive in your work. So you can support your family and that's what you want to be able to do. And so you can spend time with your family and then also vitamin and mineral supplementation. Thyroid is very important. That's a key energy producer. So we use that and vitamin mineral, uh, vitamin mineral supplementation is important to help you detox. The whole goal in working with men and women is to help them as they mature, their hormone levels go down, they have bad eating habits, they don't have enough vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. We want to replenish those and balance them and help them have plenty of energy so, so when they're 55 or 60, they feel better than they did when they were 30. And we see that if people get on the program and take charge, it really has to do just with people taking charge of their health. And that's what you have to do. So if you want to be healthy, you got to be physically healthy, and I talked about that, you've got to be mentally healthy. Listen to those good success stories and, and to people like Zig Ziglar, and write out your goals and, and uh, be positive about life and don't hang around with negative people. So be mentally healthy and be spiritually healthy. Make sure you've got yourself, you know, in a good church and you've got to, I always recommend have a Bible reading program, you know, you know read the Bible every day. People used to People in the country did that hundreds of years ago. When I grew up, they had Bible reading in school over the loudspeaker. They don't allow that anymore. And so as our society loses its moral bearings, that can, that can have an adverse effect on your spiritual health. And, you know, I like to say health is like a uh, tripod. It's got three legs, physical health, mental health, spiritual health. And if any one of those legs is short, the, the tripod falls over. So that's a short, brief, uh, that's a, my short, brief, thoughts on what men can do to 
be healthy themselves and help their families grow and become successful. So Dr. Hotze, thank you. That was absolutely incredible. I appreciate all the wisdom and insight that you just shared, and there's so much to unpack there. I'd love to grab just a few nuggets out of that that I think we can expand on briefly here for our audience. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, um, and I really appreciate you just sharing your personal story of your father and, and your role as a father to your kids, and now as a, as a grandfather, um, so incredible that just to hear the family heritage and legacy. But something that stood out to me was that far more is caught than taught. Um, it's a principle we talk about a lot in Daddy Saturday, and, and that is you learned so much through the example of your father and tried to do that to your kids, and now you're doing it to other men and, and influencing them in that way. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts around the importance of modeling for your kids in, in those three areas of physical, mental, and spiritual health? Well, obviously, your quote, you know, things are better caught than taught. And it's important to do both. You've got to explain to your kids why you do what you do. Dad, why do you do that? Well, I do that because I have some core beliefs. My core beliefs, you know, are based upon certain biblical principles that I think are true and immutable. And that's what I'm going to base my life on. And that's why I do the things I do. And then as they watch you do those things and go like, you know what? He really believes what he tells us. Doesn't mean I've been a perfect dad for crying out loud. I've made some dreadful errors in my life, you know? Uh, but uh, the key thing is once you do make an error, you, you act, if you make an error with your family or with your wife or your kids, admit what you've done wrong. This is really important. I like to tell dads, especially when you're dealing with your wife and you make an error and screw up, don't be defensive about it when she brings it to your attention. The best thing you can do is say, you know, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have acted that way. Um, I was wrong. Would you please forgive me? You do that and <laughs> that right there, because they're usually very angry at you and they don't want to forgive you. <laughs> they want to <laughs> But if you do that and you're sincere about it, I mean, they can't say much. And then that, then they go, okay. You know, they think about it and they go, okay, he's contrite. But you just can't keep doing it over and over again and use that as an excuse. Well, please forgive me. I'm sorry I did it again and again. But, uh, but it's important to, you know, it's important to admit you're, you're wrong. I mean, you're not perfect. And uh, so when you do something wrong, just admit that to your kids and, and uh, so there have been things I've done wrong or said to my kids or to Janie and, uh, that I shouldn't have. And always, uh, you, you want to ask forgiveness for that. And that's important to do, to have a humble attitude. I, I think it's important. I didn't mention this. Uh, growing up, uh, my kid, with my kids growing up, my three boys, they played, they played baseball. I coached them in their baseball team. So I spent time doing that and uh, had a great time doing it. We had, we had some great memories from baseball, um, some sad memories. My, my youngest son, we got into the playoff game, and our, I had decided that we are going to have three pitchers, two innings apiece. This is Little League. Uh, so the oldest age is 12 years old. My son was 12. So he was going to be our closer in the last two innings. When we were ahead, I think we were ahead 10 to 3 going into the bottom of the six, and he's pitching. And – if he didn't walk in, I don't, I mean, he walked in, I think, eight runs. He couldn't get the ball over the plate. And he looked at me and said, Dad, take me out. I said, Son, we don't have anybody else to put in. You're <laughs> in. 
So we lost that game 12 to 11, 12 to 11, the championship game. And he and I went home and cried. Mm. Yeah, hugged each other and cried. And, uh, you know what, though? Sometimes we learn more through our, our failures. And it sounds like, you know, that was one of those cases, just fail and then move forward, right? How do you deal with that and, and move on? And, again, you, you continually just exude the act of modeling for your, your kids and, and even the, the way you say you're sorry, right? So important. And, and in today's society, we, we see just a vast vacuum of personal responsibility and self-accountability. I think a lot of it comes back to the, the parents are not modeling for their kids today the owning up and saying you're sorry and admitting you're wrong. And we see now a huge detriment in our society because of it. Well, that, that's exactly right. Another thing that is important to model is, uh, is being active in our current, um, in our society to try to influence society to move the right direction. There are forces within our, within our society, the Antifa and these whole groups of radicals out there that are trying to undermine and destroy the moral values in our society uh, our Christian faith and Christian values or Judeo-Christian values, you might want to say, for those that, that are sincere Jewish believers. Uh, they're trying to undermine that and trying to turn, and they're creating moral anarchy. And when they want to do that, so they can take over society like they've done in other nations. Uh, uh, and it's so important for fathers to stand up and protect our children. I'm a, because I have 23 grandchildren, I really, you know, I really feel protective of them. And so I'm actively involved in, uh, through political activism and have been for 40 years trying to fight those forces that would undermine our country and destroy free enterprise and capitalism and try to force socialism and communism upon the country. And that's what they want to do. And so I encourage the dads to, 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 to protect your family and to take a stand in society and not be intimidated by those that would make you think, uh, because you believe in, you believe in, you know, American values that our founding fathers gave us. You believe in the Constitution. You um, you stand for the uh, national anthem. You kneel before the cross. Uh, you know, you believe that our country ought to protect and first and foremost our own citizens. You know, when you have those values, people say, well, you're a bigot, you're a hate monger, you know, on and on and on. You know, they call you all kinds of names, and it intimidates people. Um, most people get intimidated. No, like, nobody likes to be named, shouted out, and intimidated. But we've got to stand up, and I encourage, you know, I encourage you men to stand up. We need to unite around, and we need to maintain our values and not let, not let others that hate what our country has stood for historically destroy it. So we got, we got to take a stand and I want to encourage you to do that. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's the, the old adage, if you don't stand for, for something, then you don't stand for anything. And, you know, there's, um, I was recently at a, a meeting and, and Dabo Sweeney, the head coach, of the Clemson Tigers was there. And, you know, Dabo was talking about um, his advice mm -hmm. for fathers and Dr. Hotz, he said exactly what you said and what you started with. And that is, you know, the first and most important thing is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Second thing is to be reading God's word every single day. And the third thing is to pray for and with your family and your children. And, you know, starting there with those principles and modeling that for your family and then taking that into 
the other areas of your life because that's what you stand for, right? Then that is that is a key piece of this. And so, you know, for those listening and those fathers, I think it's very clear what Dr. Hotze is saying. And you look at those that are successful and those that have have really made it well as a father. And yeah, we've all made mistakes, like you said, Dr. Hotze, but we've all done that. And and you got to stand for something. And so I encourage the fathers listening to to listen to your advice and to stand up and stand for their families and to you know, put their family first. So Dr. Hotze, um, in closing, I have um, two final questions for you. One is kind of more of a fun question. I, and you may, you may have a boat with a name on it. I don't know, but I love to ask just kind of a creative question. And, and if you had a boat or if you have a boat and it's large enough to have a name on the back of it, what would you name your boat? Uh, golf forever. <laughs> would you name it G-U-L-F or G-O-L-F? G-O-L-F. There you go. Golf forever. I love it. Um, And then uh, last question for you is uh, maybe we didn't get to something here on the podcast or or one thing you just would love to leave our our listeners with um, in closing. And then I'd love for you to tell folks where they can find more about you and Hotsi Health and Wellness Centers. Well, yeah, here's one thing I would recommend doing everybody out there in order to be successful you want to you want to have worthy goals you're pursuing worthy goals and remember success isn't arriving success is a path so success is the realization the progressive realization of a worthy goal so one thing i want to encourage the men to do and to teach your children this i look with my kids i taught them about goal setting and I made him ride around with me in a car and listen to Zig Ziglar, see you at the top. And I don't know if any of y'all have listened to Zig. He was maybe more my generation, but it's worthwhile going back and listen to Zig Ziglar. Have y'all listened to Zig? Oh, absolutely. Huge fan of Zig Ziglar. He's great. And, and so that's something, you, and what he talks about, and he was a, good, a godly Christian guy too from Mississippi. He was a great guy. He was, he was a great guy and fun guy. So, uh, it's important to write down your goals and to, uh, and so here's a quick, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of what you need to do. You write out a goal, a worthy goal. You write out the next, and this I learned from Zig personally from going up and meeting with his son up in, uh, in Dallas. We went to meet with Zig and he was out. So we met with his son, Tom and Tom said, well, let me ask you, tell me about what you do for goals. And so we're first thing we do is write our goal. Then we write out the plan. He said, no, Dad said, the first thing you do is you write out the benefits of the goal. And then, of course, what you do is you write out the obstacle, who you need to know to achieve your goals, what you need to know, what obstacles you would face that you're going to have to overcome. Then you write out your plan in detail, what you're going to do to accomplish that goal. And then finally, immediately when you write out your plan, do something, take action, pick up a phone, call somebody, set a date, read a book, do something that you, that requires energy to be exerted because energy enables you, it, that creates energy and helps you achieve your goal. So goal setting is very, very important in life. You can set goals for, you know, you can set goals for your uh, marriage, set goals for your family, set goals for your work, set goals for uh, your spiritual life, set goals for your recreational life. Write down a list of things you want to do and accomplish and write down how you're going to do it and your life will be richer for it. I always like to say this, success first and foremost comes by your relationship to God through Christ our Lord. That's, that's when you build that relationship. And there's a verse in Scripture that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. So 
pray about it before you write down your goals and then then write them out and ask God to bless them, make sure they're worthy goals and something worthwhile. And uh, then one thing to remember, I'm 69, so I, and I've been rather nostalgic recently. I had a brother-in-law die suddenly. I had my caddy of 23 years die, and he carried my bag for 15, at least 15,000 times. I'm a pretty competitive golfer, and he was a great friend. He just died. And uh, an old organization I've been in for 30 years just closed its doors. And so I met with a lot of the old timers, doctors. It was a doctor's organization. So I was feeling rather nostalgic about that. And, I, you know, and it makes you think about life. As you get to be 69, I'm 69. I don't feel like I'm any different than when I was 18, but I know I'm 69, okay? So um, I'm a whole lot closer to uh, glory than uh, most of you guys are age-wise. So what I thought about was this, and, and this is, a, you know, it says in the Bible that um, our, our, li our life is like a breath on a cold winter's day. David tells us that. And it also says all flesh is grass, all its glory like the flower grass, the grass withers, the flower falls off, but the word of our God abides forever. So our lives are fleeting and passing, so it's important to know what we're going to do for eternity. And I, I think that's really important, and it's, it's good to attend funerals because that keeps you sober. You realize that's what's going to happen to all of us, and so you want to make your life worthwhile now so you leave a heritage to your children, to your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, so you can produce that right now by modeling, uh, uh, you know, a godly Christian life to them, modeling that life, sharing with them why you believe that, praying for them. I think it's important to pray for your kids every day. I pray for my kids by name every day, and I, I pray scripture verses over them. And with my grandchildren, I pray specifically for each one of those 23 grandkids every day. Some people say, how do you remember your, their names? Because I pray for them every day. And I pray a specific prayer for them every day, every morning. I do that. And so I think that's, I mean, that, that, those are a few things I just would leave you with. No, I think it's so great. And, you know, look, it, what I would summarize, it, and it's always interesting, Dr. Hotz, because I talk to so many different people, and that's what's come out as Daddy Saturday has emerged, right? It's all about being intentional. And the amount of intentionality that, that I hear in, in the way that you approach your faith, you approach your business, you approach your marriage, you approach your kids and your grandkids, um, you know, it's intentionality is the word that, that runs. Maybe you need to name your boat that. I mean, because it just goes throughout everything you do. And, and I appreciate that about you. And just all this wisdom you've given us on this um, amazing conversation has been, has been so great. So I thank you for pouring into to me, pouring into our audience and just for the work that you do there in Houston. So if someone would like to come either contact you or see you down in Houston, what's the best way to find you, Dr. Hotze, or the Hotze Health and Wellness Center? Well, they can go to Hotze, and that's spelled H-O-T as in Tom, Z as in zebra, E, H is in horse, W is in wealth, C is in cat.com. So it's Hotze, H-W-C, Health Wellness Center. Or you can just Google Hotze, H-O-T-Z-E, Health and Wellness Center, and you can do that and come in and take a look at what we do. And uh, our, goal is to, our goal is to help coach individuals on a path to health and wellness naturally so it's they're mature, they've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. And really, the way, when to start being healthy is now. It's not 10 years from now. In our, we've been here 30 years, so I have people that have literally come in and say, Dr. I used to have a radio program for 17 years, one hour every day, five days a week. 
And I had people coming, well, I listened to you on the radio for 20 years, and now I'm coming in finally. I should have come in 20 years ago. Well, the time to take charge of your health is right now. You don't want, you want to, and there's nobody, there is a, oh yeah, there's nobody that is more concerned about your health than you are. And if you're not concerned about your health, your, your employer, your insurance company, your doctor, even your spouse is not going to be as interested. Although she may be nagging you, you all listen to her. She says, honey, why don't you? Why don't you go on a good eating program and get your weight down? Getting down to an ideal body weight is important. By the way, I do have, um, I just came out with a new line of food product called Hoetze Healthy Meals. And I guess you can go online for that, right? The Hoetze Healthy Meals. And the, these meals are all organic and they're grass-fed beef, grass-finished uh, beef with no hormones. Those help jump pe jumpstart people. They're keto-friendly, they're yeast-free, and so we have those made here in Houston, and they're frozen, so uh, you can take them, put them in your freezer, and it's a good way, if you want to jumpstart yourself, and some people are like, how am I going to eat like that? I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do with that? Well, we've got a free package, so we, you can just eat these meals, and you can jumpstart yourself, and then learn how to eat healthy. Amazing. Well, you have really all three arms of the stool taken care of down there in Houston, and would encourage anyone that wants to know more to check out uh, Dr. Hotze online and the Hotze Health and Wellness Center as well. Dr. Hotze, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show, all you do for um, all of our listeners here and, and all that you've poured into them today. And as always, in conclusion, be intentional, be engaged, raise good kids that become great adults, and make it a great daddy Saturday. Until next time.